welcome to another episode of A Conversation with Jenna. If this is your first time here, hey, I'm Jenna, and I'm so glad that you've joined me here today. Today should be a fun and interesting and exciting journey as I walk you through some of the things that I'm looking for in a husband. A little disclaimer that you will hear in every episode is this. What I'm about to share with you are my personal thoughts, opinions, and experiences. I am not an expert, nor will everything that I say be factual. Please do your own research and think for yourself. My hope, as always, is that my life experiences can help you in your life. So sit back and soak in the goodness. Let's jam. So I just got back from Thanksgiving dinner with my family, and today is Thanksgiving. And um, I just like had to come on here to share just the way that I'm feeling because like doing this podcast really helps express the way that I feel. But um, my it was just like towards the end, most of the people had left, and it was like my mom, myself my two little second cousins and then my first cousin and her husband and I was telling my littlest cousin my little cousins she's like 10 and I was like don't have a boyfriend like don't have a boyfriend in high school like just wait I said like don't get married until you're like 35 and then I went to her mom which is my big cousin my first cousin and I was like right don't you want to wait until she's like 35? And she was like, no, because it's just going to be so much harder. And what she meant was like having children at that age is going to be so much harder. And I was like, well, not necessarily. A lot of women do it. And uh, for example, my cousin who said that she's 40 and she's pregnant, like she's about to deliver next month. And she was like, yeah, but do you just know how much, do you know how much harder it is now for me to be pregnant at 40? And then her husband chimes in and was like, yeah, it's just so much harder now. Like, and I was like, yeah, but you've done it and you're doing it right now. And I said, well, but what about me? Like, that's going to be my situation. And I said, and when would I have, when did I have the opportunity to get married and have a child? And they were like, well, you could have had a child with your ex. I was like, no, I couldn't have. Like, could you imagine if I would have had to seen him for the rest of my life because we had a child? And she was like, well, you don't have to have anything to do with him. I was like, no, I wouldn't do that to my child. Like, I would want the father to be in my child's life. And she was like, well, you could have gotten pregnant. I was like, no, I couldn't have. And like, okay, like biologically sure we could have tried for a baby but I'm like really happy that we didn't and I was like well no because I'm not gonna have a baby out of wedlock like that to me like that's just being irresponsible and I'm sure that there are people who are gonna be listening to this who have and like that's fine like you live your life and you do you I'm just not gonna do that and I said and I'm also not gonna be a single parent I also think that's very irresponsible again if you're a single parent and you've done it like this is just my opinion this is how I feel you do you I'll support you but for me personally like I'm not gonna have a baby out of wedlock and I'm not going to be a single parent like that's just irresponsible and I just said guys like the opportunity has never presented itself and like this is something I just want to rant about how everybody feels like that they need to speak into your life and give their opinions which I have a lot of opinions and I have a lot of thoughts so like I'm like preaching to my own choir here you know but it just like it's it, it just like really makes me upset because it's like guys it's not like I've done this like um like this hasn't been like a choice like it is my choice that I haven't just like slept with a random person and gone pregnant and and but what I mean like this isn't my choice is like it's not like I've turned down marriage proposals 
do you do you guys know when you don't know this but like I'm 34 never in my life have I ever been asked out before and it's like how am I supposed to get married if no one asks me out and the one boyfriend that I did have that nine-year toxic relationship like I went after him I saw him in junior high and I was like oh he's hot I want him and so we made it happen and I got him but like no one has ever pursued me and I'm the woman I want to be pursued like come after me come after what you want and how 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 am I supposed to be married like no one has ever asked me to to marry them or even to date them like let's be honest and then another thing is like with the baby, like I'm not just gonna have a baby with a random stranger like that. No. And so for me, like my circumstances have just been like different, but I'm sure I'm not the only one out, only woman out there who feels this way. Like this isn't by choice. Like it's circumstantial. And that's why I'm getting on online dating next year because I'm tired of like waiting around, like wondering if it's going to happen in the wild. I mean, I'm still not going to reach out to guys on there. Like, I want guys to pursue me. And, like, I'm totally worth it. Like, I'm beautiful. I'm educated. I'm intelligent. I'm funny. Like, I'm a great catch. And I feel like any man would be lucky to have me. And there's this other thing, too. It's like I was at uh, some training for my job in October. And it was on the second day. And we just went outside for like a break. And it was me and then two other girls. One of the girls I know well because she's on my team. The other girl, like I just met her at the camp, at the training. And I was saying, I was talking about how my birthday's coming up. I'm going to be 34. And we were just talking. Like I asked my coworker, like, hey, are you married? Do you have children? She told me her situation. She's like, what about you? I was like, nope. I'm not married, no children. She's like, children? I was like, no. And she's like, really? And I was like, yeah. I said, but that's going to change next year because next year I'm going to be actively looking for a husband. And then we were just kind of talking about it. And I was like, yeah, like no guy has ever asked me out before. And then the girl who was sitting next to me who I had just met in the class, she was like, I don't believe that. You're drop dead gorgeous. And then my coworker who was sitting across me, across from me, she was like, yeah, and that's probably the problem. Guys are either A, they either think that you're taken or B, they're too intimidated by your looks and they think that that you're just going to turn them down. And my reaction to that was like, well, if they would just give me a chance, like they would see that I'm actually like really nice. Like they would actually see that like I'm not a brat that yes, I have a lot of thoughts and opinions and I'm really passionate, but like I'm also really kind and I'm not shallow and like you might not be like the the best looking like in what the world would think that is attractive but like that doesn't mean that I'm not going to find you attractive it's like it it kind of makes me a little bit emotional and like starting to tear up about it because that's been my life like for the last four years I've been walking around this earth like completely available and like not one person has ever approached me and one thing one thing that one thing that I do think is interesting though is like I'll get a lot of compliments from men and they will always compliment my hair it's crazy the amount of compliments that I get on my hair. Like men love it. Or I mean, at least I think they do. And usually how it goes is I'll just be like walking like at the grocery store or in the parking lot of the grocery store. And a guy will just be walking by me. Like we'll just be walking past each other and he'll be like, hey, I really like your hair. And I'll say, oh, thank you. And I just keep walking. And we're like one time I was at Crumble Cookie 
And like after the fact, I was like, oh, I think that guy was hitting on me. But he was just starting to, we were in line at Crumble. This man was like much, much older than me. And definitely I'm not interested in him or anything. Like it was nothing, not for my side. But he started talking to me about my hair. And he was like, oh, I like your hair, like the copper in the front. And he was like, do you like it? And I was like, duh, of course I like it. I want to have it. Like I just kind of thought, what? Are you dumb? Like, of course. It wasn't until after the fact that I was like, oh, was he hitting on me? See, like for me, if you're going to compliment my looks, like don't think that that's going to get me to stop and notice you because I get complimented on my looks every day. Like what makes you different than the other guy when you just tell me how beautiful I am? Like, like, trust me when you are my husband, continue to tell me that because I love the words. I love hearing it. But like, I also want you to love my mind. I also want you to like pay attention and be like oh she was talking about this okay like what do I know about this okay can I have conversation with her about it and then like you become interested in things that I'm interested in like and then like our relationship forms but if you think that you telling me that I'm beautiful is going to get my attention to stop and have a conversation with you like no no like what makes you different than everybody else like that just and I don't know if that is like guys way of hitting on me like hitting on girls but like I just don't get that because that's not being forward and direct like just ask me out or tell me that like tell me what it is that you want like you trying to like beat around the bush or like call me beautiful or whatever like that's great I love the words and I love to hear it really boosts my ego in a good way like let's be honest everybody loves hearing that but it's not gonna give me a second thought like I'm not gonna you're not gonna get a second thought from me because why would I, why would I give you a second thought when you're on, when I honestly think you're just giving me a compliment because that's how I take it. I don't ever take it as, oh, he's flirting with me. No, I take it as, oh, he's being really kind and giving me a compliment. Like he probably does that with everybody, right? Like it's just something that is so normal and natural to me. I just don't think twice about it. So like if you're listening to this and if you find me on the dating website and you decide to go to my podcast and listen, like be forward and direct with what you want. Go after it and like make your your wants and your desires known. Like don't, I mean, yes, tell me how beautiful I am because I like that. But, but you can't just expect me to like pick up on hints or clues because I'm just not like that. Like I'm not going to get it. I'm literally going to think, oh, he was just being really nice or wow, that was a great conversation. Or of course he's complimenting my hair. Everybody compliments my hair. And I mean, everybody from like married men to single men, to old men, to young men, like it doesn't, it, it's a whole mixture of things. Like, yeah. And uh, you know, something else like that I just think is so funny when it comes to like dating or just telling people that you want to like get married and stuff. The number one thing I hear is, well, you have to go outside. And I'm like, duh oh my god did you just say that like do you think I don't go outside now I know I was in a season of isolation for 18 months but I still went outside I went to work I worked with the public I'd go to the grocery store I'd go to church like people are there you know what I mean like of course I have to go outside and I do go outside like I've been living my life and it's like how do people like find others people they obviously do it by just living their life I don't yeah so I just I guess I just wanted to express how I was feeling because it really made me upset when they, they, it's not my fault that I'm 34 and I've never been married and I don't have a child. Like the opportunity hasn't presented itself. And the other thing is, it's like, it's not like I was like, again, I didn't, it's not like I'm turning down dates. No one has ever asked me on a date before. 
Like, it's not like I'm turning down marriage proposals. No one has ever proposed. And, and, and I don't just like give my goodies away for free. Like my goodies have to be earned. Like you have to show me that you're worthy and deserving of my goodies. And like vice versa too. Like I need someone who's also going to be like, yeah, she needs to prove herself that she's worthy and deserving of me because both of us have gone on a self-love journey and we both know that we, we are like a high value person. I say that because I think that's kind of like a pop trendy thing or whatever like to be like a high value woman or something I think there's something like that but like that's not it it's just I know that I'm worthy to have everything that I want and I'm not going to settle and I know that I have a high value and if I just want someone who's going to see my value and my worth and appreciate it and know that they have a treasure when they find me and when they can like marry me and date me you know I just like you're not going to get me for free. You're going to have to work for it and prove it and and show me that you're deserving to have my goodies. And the ultimate, the ultimate, like, knowing that you've won me over is that when you put a ring on it and we say, I do, and then you can have my goodies. But I just had to get on here and talk about that because it just was hurting my feelings. That, And, you know, something that's so funny is when I... I've been single now for four years. So at 29, I had the same four years ago. We were at my aunt's house, like same exact place. And it was a holiday. I don't remember what holiday. Um, we, I had the same conversation with my cousins. And at the time I was like 29 and they were like, yeah, well, you better get started now or else it's just going to be too late. And at the time I was Christian and I was like, well, that's not true. If God can give Abraham and Sarah a baby at 90 and 100, he can definitely give me a baby at any age. And it's just so funny how like I'm still standing firm in that position and they're still standing firm in their position. And if there are any women out there who are like older, unmarried and childless, and it's like not by their choice, like I feel you and I understand where you're coming from. And I know that it really sucks. And it's really sad. Like, it's just sad that there are times where I'll like fantasize about what marriage could be like, but I don't, I don't love to stay in my fantasies for too long because I have to realize that I have to come back to reality. And the reality is, is that I'm still single. Although I'm like really happy and content being single. Um, I just like want to live in what reality is not in fantasy. So let's talk about what I'm looking for in a husband. And I actually recorded this episode once already, like a couple months ago. But I decided that obviously I'm going to be recording it again. And, you know, in the previous episode, I had like my 10 non-negotiables. You know, everybody's like, what's your 10 non-negotiables? And I had them. And like, I still stand pretty firm on those 10 non-negotiables. But I have an issue. I'm like having some issues and I could just be overthinking it about like saying what those non-negotiables are. Because um, I'm just wanting someone who's going to treat me right. Like, I am not looking for someone who's, like, muscular. No, like, I would rather have someone who has brains and who's intelligent and who can teach me things, right? I have fantasies and dreams about us, like, going to the Smithsonian and just totally geeking out and, like, going to the library, right? Like, I belong to the Triple L Club. 
that's the lifelong learners club. Like I also want someone like that, right? An intellectual. But, you know, and I could go down the list of someone who has the same morals and values in me. But at the end of the day, I just want someone who's going to fight for me. I just want someone who's going to protect me. Someone who's going to stand up for me, a provider, like a lover, someone who is a strong leader. Like I come, I came up with this term, like I'm looking for, for like someone, like a man who's it's um, gentleness filled with strength where he is gentle and like soft and like romantic and a gentleman on the inside, but like is is also really powerful and strong and a leader on the outside. And I think it's funny that uh, I was listening to this podcast recently and they were talking about like um, male leaders specifically within the church. And they were like, yeah, it's funny how like in society, women and men don't see, don't see like meekness or like gentleness as being strong or like as a strength, but see, like I do see gentleness as a strength because not every man is gentle because not every man can get in touch with his feelings, but like my man will have, will be in touch with his feelings. Right. And like, just because he's gentle doesn't mean that he's not strong and that he's not a leader. And like, that's just who I'm looking for. And also like, Again, you know, I was in church for the last four years and I really learned a lot about like what a healthy relationship looks like. You know, I feel like there was one couple who like brought me into their home and I was able to see like they have two kids. They both work like, but I I was able to kind of see like what a partnership looks like. And like, that's who I'm looking for is like a partner, like someone to come along and do life with me, right? Like not to make it more hard or more challenging, but someone who's going to like, lift me up bring goodness into my life and so I'm really thankful that I got to see like what a healthy marriage looks like because now I'm not going to settle for anything less and like that's the other thing is because I'm content by myself I'm happy by myself now there obviously are days of sadness because like I do want to be married and so I do feel like there's a little bit of my heart that is like a little piece of my heart that is missing you know and I do want to have children but like Um, most of the time I'm really content and I'm really happy. And because of that, that means I don't have to settle. And like, if you think that I'm going to settle for second best, like you're very mistaken. The thing is I've had like the third best and that's all I've ever known in relationship. But now that I know that I can find someone who can be the best, I'm not settling for anything less. And I think that that could be hard because I have never met someone who is like me in that way. I have yet to meet a man who has also gone on a self-love journey, a man who loves himself, a man who likes himself, a man who values himself, a man who knows his worth and his value, and who knows that he deserves nothing except for the best. I've never met. I've honestly, like I've never, I don't even know if I've ever met anybody like that. And, and so it's like, is that even real? Is that even possible? Because that's who I'm looking for. Like, I don't care what you look like on the outside. I care about what your heart is like in the inside and what your brain and your mind is like. Like, do you have a high EQ and a high IQ? Like, that's the man that I'm looking for. And like, I'm looking for a man. I'm not looking for a little boy. It's so funny. My brother was like, 
you need a date, you need to do your, on the dating website, he was like, you need to have your age range between like 29 and 40. And I did not say this to him at the time because I just didn't feel like arguing with him or disagreeing with him. But like, no, if you think that I'm going to date someone who's younger than me, you're very mistaken because men are immature. (laughs) Like they're, women are just known to be more mature. And like, for me, what I have observed is like a man becomes mature at the age of 35 or older. And I don't want to date someone who's younger than me. I can't. I wouldn't be able to deal with it. Like, unless he was a very, 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 very mature, like, 29-year-old, which I don't even know if that exists. I mean, he needs to be at least 35. Like, at least. And I'm not trying to go up to the age of 40. That's that's six years older than me. Like, I need us to be, like, the same, like, vitality. I need us to have the same energy. Like, I don't want him getting older than me quicker, right? Maybe like, so I'm 34, like maybe the highest I would go is like 38, but I really am looking for someone like around 36. Like, I just feel like that's kind of a sweet spot and a sweet number. And like, I don't even care if he's been married before. Let him have been married and divorced and have children. Like I'm fine with it as long as I can be your priority and your number one priority. Because if you, if you don't have time for me, then you ain't going to work, right? It's like, no, no. I need to be your priority all the time, always. You can't put anybody else above me. Work cannot be above me. Uh, Our children will never be above me. Like, I will always be your number one priority. If that's not you, then you're not the one. So it's like, I could, again, like, I do have, like, a list of the things that I'm looking for. But, like, (laughs) a lot of it has to do with what's on the inside of their heart. A lot of it has to do with with, with what's in their mind. And um, there is something I wanted to share, though. So... I was watching Frozen 2, and um, there's a scene in Frozen 2. It's at the hour and 17-minute mark, if anybody wants to go and watch it. It's a very dreamy and a very sweet scene. And basically what happens is Anna is, like, uh, trying to wake up the Earth Giants. And she wakes them up. They get really angry, and she starts to run away from them because she wants them to, like, destroy the dam so the water can come out and, like, she could, like, save the day, right? So Anna is running away from the Earth Giants. And here's the thing is, like, it's the most beautiful imagery because as she's fighting this battle, right, these giants are coming after her. Like, she's running, and then she falls. But she gets back up. And then she's running some more and then she might trip, right? But she gets back up. Like she doesn't need Kristoff to come and save her, but he does and it's beautiful and they get to work together. And like, that's what I'm looking for. Like, I don't need a savior. Like I can save myself, but I want someone to come and like carry some of this burden. I want someone to come and walk alongside me and we are powerful together, right? Like two people who are kind of healed, who are, independent we come together to be inter- interdependent and not codependent but anyway it's back to this scene so she's running away for the earth giants and she falls just like we all do right but we get back up we dust ourselves off and we keep going and then she trips but we get back up she dusts herself off and we keep going and then all of a sudden Kristoff comes riding in on Sven the reindeer he he swoops her up like right before the giant is about to step on her and like crush her right and this is what he says So he swoops her up and he says, I'm here. What do you need? She says, take me to the dam. And he says, you got it. And then he takes her to the dam. 
and he helps her get on top of the dam and then he goes I'll meet you on the other side or something like that like that's what I'm looking for like that's that's it it's just the most beautiful thing because the other thing that I love so much about Frozen is that Anna and Elsa are not damsels like no 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 they are queens and princesses okay like they don't need his they don't need a man's money like they don't need a they don't need a man but they want a man and like that's also where I'm at like I don't need your money I don't need I don't need I don't need all the things that you can offer me but I want all the things that you can offer me like I'm independent I'm running this race called life like just like Anna who we I have monsters and demons and I, but I am running I might fall but I can pick myself back up I can dust myself off and I'm going to keep running and I'm going to fall and and for you to just come in and to be able to like sweep me up and say, how can I help you? Like, what do you need from me right now? And I tell you and you do it with no questions asked. Like, that's who I'm looking for. But see, like, that's character. That's character that has been developed over time. Like, that's character of someone who is intentional, someone who thinks things through. Like, I'm looking for someone who has that character. And... Someone who's going to lay his life down for me. Someone who's going to put my happiness above his own. Uh, another thing that I'm looking for is like someone who's willing to let me go if I want to leave. And not that it's not going to be super challenging for him or like super heartbroken. But if I were to ever go to my husband and be like, look, we've done everything we can. I have come to you with my grievances. We have gone to the therapy. We have tried and nothing is getting better. Like I want a divorce. Like, I want someone who's going to be like, okay, like, if this is what's going to make you happy, then let's do it. Like, obviously, I would want him to fight for me in the beginning. But if, if there's nothing that can be done, like, I want someone who's going to, like, help me pack my bags and, like, send me on my happy way. Because he loves me so much that he would rather, you know, break up with me or he would rather, like, right, like, we end the relationship so then I can go be happy either on my own or with someone else because he loves me that much. And I think, is this even possible? <laughs> like, is there even someone out there like this? And, but I know that it's possible because I was listening to, I kind of, I don't listen, even try to listen to it anymore, but there's this podcaster out there. His name is Lewis Holmes and his podcast is called The School of Greatness. And it's like a pretty popular podcast. And he has a lot of people on his podcast that are like, quote, experts. But like, I find that to be like kind of suspect because I'm like, what makes you an expert? Like, just because you've written multiple relationship books, that means that makes you a relationship expert. Like, no, that means like, oh, what I just, it's like, did you give yourself that title? Like, I don't know. So I have, I, I barely listen to his podcast, but I just happen to be listening to this one podcast and he had made the comment he goes yeah my girlfriend knows that she could leave at any time and it would be okay and I'm like oh my gosh that's it like that's exactly who I'm looking for that like that and so I'm like okay so this can be real like this is real if Lewis Holmes is saying that it's real and his girlfriend like that's the relationship they have and like vice versa like he knows that he could leave at any time and it's gonna be okay like, yes, there's going to be heartache. Yes, it's going to be really hard. But like, because we put our happiness above, like put their happiness above our own. Like, if you want to leave, like, I want to help you be free. Another thing is, is like, I need freedom. In a sense, uh, I would love to be tied down to a husband. Yes, like that's like an ultimate dream. But, but like, if you think that you're going to try to control me, like, no, I cannot be controlled. Like, I can't be tamed, okay? 
and that's not what I mean, but like, I need to be free to move about the cabin. I need to be free to think for myself and make my own decisions. One thing about me is I do not like being told that I have to do anything. No, that does not work. Don't tell me what to do with my life. Give me options and allow me to make the decision for myself. So like, yes, a man with a plan is very sexy. And like, you know, that's something else that I'm looking for is someone who's going to like come to me and be like, hey, we need to have this hard conversation. And not wait for me to go to him and be like, hey, we need to have this hard conversation. Like one thing that the church really preached, which I really love, is they were like, men, you need to lead your family to church. Like stop allowing your wife to do it. And I'm just like, yes, preach that. Because like that's how I feel like the society is. Like there's a lot of passive men out there. And I think passivity is very unattractive and I actually hate it. Like if you're going to be passive and if you're going to allow me to walk all over you, I don't have respect for you. How you're going to earn my respect is when you stand up for me and you stand up for what you want. You fight for what you want and you go after it and you take it like that's sexy. So anyways, like what was I even saying? But yeah. Oh, like someone who's going to come to me and be like, hey, we need to do we need to have our weekly check in or hey, our anniversary is coming up. What what do you want to do? This is what I'm thinking. What are your thoughts on it? Right. Like someone who doesn't have to wait for me to take the lead. I'm looking for someone who's a strong leader. And yes, I will give grace because maybe he's never been married before. And so maybe he doesn't know how to lead like as a husband. And that's fine. Like there's going to be like growing pains. We're going to have to learn and stuff. But like if you expect me to lead us, like you have another thing coming. Here's the thing. I can lead myself just fine. I don't need you to lead me. I want you to lead me. That's another thing. It's like if you don't have leadership skills, you ain't going to be the one because I'm just not going to tolerate being the one who wears the pants in the relationship because I'm just not supposed to wear the pants. And I've worn the pants in my past relationships. I feel like I've worn the pants in all of my entire life because there hasn't been anybody to come in and just help or to take over or to take charge. You know, um, the owner of the salon that I worked at, she's Japanese. And she goes, what year were you born? I said, 1988. I said, that's the year of the dragon. And she goes, and you know, what's your uh, astrology sign? I said, a Scorpio. She was like, a Scorpio and the year of a dragon? You were meant to be a man. And I was like, I know. And And what I mean by that is like, I have a very dominant personality. Like, I have a strong personality, you guys. Like, I am very comfortable and confident in my masculine energy. You know, the the moving energy, the energy that goes out and takes what they want and goes after it. And when she said that, she's like, you should have been a man. I was like, I know. Because honestly, I feel like I can run circles with my masculine energy around males and their masculine energy. I'm like, dude, like, what the? Why are you not taking charge of this? Like, why are you sitting back and allowing me to take charge? Like, you're supposed to be the one to take charge. So get up and man up and do your damn job. Excuse me. Get up and do your job. Like, why you got to look to me to lead? No, that, that I don't, I can't, I just can't. Like, I need a strong leader. And honestly, like, that's one of my biggest prayers. Like, when I talk to God about who I'm looking for, I'm like, God, he has to be a leader. Like, I can't have someone who's passive and weak. I just can't. Like, and something else that, like, the church really taught, which I really do enjoy this, is, like, one time one of the pastors on from the pulpit, he was like, women, you have all of the power because you get to choose who the leader of your family is, is. He said, you get to choose who the leader of your family is. And I was like, what? That was like the most powerful thing I had ever heard because it's like, you're right. I do hold the power. Like I get to choose whether you're the one or not. 
and it, and if you ain't it, I can just say no. And then I can walk away and I don't feel like I have to force myself to say yes because I'm content in my life. Like, because obviously if you know, I'm never going to act out of desperation again. I'm not desperate, but like I get to choose the leader of my family. Like, and so I'm not going to choose wrong. I'm not going to go make a decision like that I haven't thought through. Like, I'm not just going to choose you because I'm 34 and no one has asked me out and you're the first one to ask me out, but please do like, I like, I'm also looking for someone who's brave and courageous, who's willing to take that chance and that risk of me turning them down. But like they don't care because they want me. And so they're going to come and they're going to pursue me and they're going to do whatever it takes to show me, hey, like I'm the one. Like I'm going to show you until you see it. Right. Like that you're going to take charge and you're going to come in and just like be a man. Like where are all the men at? So those are just like a little bit of things Right, that I kind of, I kind of um, wanted to talk about something else that I like kind of struggle with when it comes to like thinking about who I'm looking for in a husband, and like when it comes to dating, is I kind of think like, does this person even exist? Like I've never met someone like this before, and that can be discouraging right? Like it can be like, are my, my standards too high? Like, does this, is he even out there? Like, have I just made up a a fictional man in my mind? Have I, my imagination is very strong and very active. And, and it's like, when I close my eyes, I feel like I can see him. Like he, he doesn't have a face, but it's like, I can feel who he is. Guys, I know that sounds so weird and I probably have just totally made it up and totally romanticized and spiritualized it. But like when I think about him, I, I, I already know who he is. And that's why it's like, I could go on here and I could say my 10 non-negotiables. And I've already talked about like some of who it is I'm looking for, but it's like, I'll just know if you're the one by the way you treat me. Like, what is your character? Do you, do you treat the janitor and the CEO the same? Like, yes. Like, are you going to be humble? Right. Are you going to lay your life down for me? Are you going to serve me? Like what, what, like anyways, I don't know. Oh, we're, oh yeah. Um, yeah. I just am like, is he a fictional character that I've just made up in my mind? And even though I feel like I can see him, I can't see his face because again, I don't have a preference. Like I do. Okay. Like if I could say, if I could have a choice, I like a light eye and like a darker hair, but it doesn't matter. Like he could be a totally like a beach boy with blue eyes and blonde hair. Like, or he could be Hispanic or black or Asian. Like I don't, it, it doesn't like, I'm not shallow like that guy. It's like, people probably think that I am because of the way that I look, but it's just not true. And so I just kind of get discouraged because I think, have I just made him up? Does he even exist? Is this person even out there? And I had said this before, but like, I'm not settling. And it's like, now that I know that I'm worthy to have everything that I want and that I am deserving to have what it is that I want, it's like, I'm not settling for second best. I've done that before and I'm not doing it again. Like I love myself too much to settle. So if he doesn't exist and I have completely made him up, then I guess I'll be single and celibate for the rest of my life. Something else that I've really noticed like with couples who are married or in a relationship is I notice that like one of them usually gives up their food. Uh, And let me rephrase that. 
like I hear so often from women. Yeah, we don't go to that restaurant. I really like that restaurant, but we don't go there because my husband doesn't like it. And I just look at them and I think that is so stupid. Are you serious? Like out of all the things you're going to sacrifice your food? No, no. If you think that I'm going to sacrifice my food for you, you are very mistaken. Like that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And that's also who I'm looking for. Like I'm looking for someone who's willing to do whatever it takes to keep me. That means that you're going to need to lay your life down and you're going to need to take me to the restaurant that you know that I love, but you hate because you want to make me happy. And guess what? Like you will be rewarded. You know what I mean? And I just don't see why people don't do that more often. I don't understand why people, it's like, well, I'm going to give you this. Like, hey, I want this in return. Okay. You know what I mean? Or just like, why, why do you got to give up the places that you love to eat? Like, why can't you just be like, hey, so I love Panda Express. I love Panda Express and say if my husband doesn't like Panda Express, that's totally fine. But I'm still going to go to Panda Express. Like, why would I why would I stop eating there just because you don't like to eat there? That is just doesn't make any sense. But I was that girl. I completely gave my life up for that relationship in the past. I gave up friendships. I would do anything for him. But I'm not doing that again. Like, I've learned my lesson. I've learned from my mistake. I still need to have autonomy over my body and my life. And we're just coming together to do life together. You know what I mean? Like we should be benefiting each other and lifting each other up and speaking positive, like speaking life over one another, encouraging one another. Yeah, baby, you want to go eat at Texas Roadhouse? Great. Let's go eat there. Like, of course, it's just like those small, subtle things that you can do. That's going to be like, oh, he actually really cares. Oh, wait, I know he doesn't like to eat at this place, but we're going to go there on a date night. And it was his idea. Oh, what? Like, that's going to get my attention. That's going to be like, oh, wait, he actually has really great character. He has a really great heart. Like, that's the man that I'm looking for. Someone who's willing to do whatever it takes to keep me and someone who's willing to let me go. And I don't know. I just want to encourage if any guys or gals are listening to this, like, take your spouse to the restaurant that they like and you hate. Like, I just, I feel like they would love it and they would be grateful. And like, you might even get rewarded at the end of the night. You know what I mean? So traveling is another huge passion of mine. And I'm also looking for someone who has the passion for travel, but I just like want to take the children with us, right? Like I've kind of always fantasized that, oh, I would just, we would have a nanny or a babysitter or something, and they could come with us because traveling with kids like international could probably be a nightmare and we would need the extra help. Or if we could take like a family member or a friend or whatever with us. But like, I want to travel the world. I want to touch every continent. And like, I imagine that we would just do that as a family. Now, this is something that I do on my own because again, I ain't waiting any longer. Like I need to start living my life now because YOLO, we only have one life and life is short. Live it, live your best life. But like, traveling is another passion of mine like I want someone who enjoys like different cultures different foods like likes to have different experiences um um and we would just like take the children with us like it's so funny um this is now I'm on to something totally different but are you guys familiar with the Enneagram so if you aren't like it's a personality assessment and honestly like through my self-love journey the Enneagram definitely has helped me but there's nine Enneagram numbers. So I'm an Enneagram two, which is known as the helper or the giver. And there was one Enneagram number. And if any of you are this number, like 
I mean, I love you all as friends, but I could never marry Enneagram 7, ever. Like, if you know anything about the Enneagram, Enneagram 7s are like, let me just tell you, I knew an Enneagram 7, and he uh, was really into, like, trading cars, and so I feel like every couple weeks he had a different car because he was he would, like, trade up in cars, right? Uh, this is not a very good example, but uh, Enneagram 7s, they're, like, spontaneous. They, like, change. They, like, new adventures, like, and they're always wanting more. It's, like, hard for them to be content with just what they have because they see that. And then I think gluttony is actually their sin that the Enneagram says, like, the core sin of an Enneagram 2 myself is pride and I believe like the core sin of an Enneagram 7 is gluttony right they can never have enough they always want more they want bigger they want better and like that's something I feel like every couple weeks he would come to he was a pastor he would come to church and like he would have like a different car he was constantly swapping out trading out and then he got his wife wife's car involved and like started to do that with her car like I couldn't handle that like I need someone who's not going to blow our life savings on a motorcycle. I feel like any grandson would do that. They would just be like, I want a motorcycle. And they would take our life savings and buy a motorcycle. And then they try to convince me of why it was a good idea. No, like I need someone who's responsible, like someone who, someone who like is a thorough thinker, someone who's like going to care about like our safety and our security, like someone who's not going to just take all of our savings and like buy a motorcycle. And so I just I'm looking for someone who's responsible, who's thoughtful, who's reliable, who's loyal. And see, I, I think that there's a difference between loyal and faithful because faithful, yeah, I'm not going to cheat on you, but I might not have your back and I might not fight for you. No, no. I'm looking for someone who's loyal, like right or die. Like you're going to go to the death for me. That's what I'm looking for because that's who I am. Well, guys, that's my conversation on who I'm looking for in a husband. I hope you enjoyed it because it was really fun for me to record. Stay tuned because my R&Rs are coming up next. What I want to rant about today. So I hate people who are arrogant and cocky. Let me give you a couple of examples. Iron Man, Tony Stark. Mm-mm, he is not my man. I can't handle it. I can't handle him when he is solo in his solo movies. Like, and like, I think it's like in the very first movie, you see him like he talks to this reporter and then like in the next scene, like they're sleeping together. And I'm just like, what? Like you just met her. Like keep your pants on, dude. Like, and I just can't handle arrogant men. I think it is so unattractive and it, I hate it. Like be humble, lay your life down, be a servant. Okay. But I do love Iron Man when there he's with the Avengers, though. Like, I feel like when it comes to, like, a teamwork, especially towards the end of the movies, right? Like, he's a good team player, and, like, that's something that's attractive. But I got to tell you guys. So I was at the dance studio, and I was with my friend who owns the studio. And after dance, we were going to go and get some lunch. And a guy had showed up, and she forgot that she had a meeting with this guy. So I just, like, hung around while she had the meeting. This guy... <laughs> is is probably the most arrogant cocky sob that i have ever met in my entire life guys arrogance is so unattractive to me i hate men who are arrogant let me tell you and let me give you a little context of this man he's 
like older probably he's definitely a grandpa he's white tall like skinny like a uh, ectomorph I believe would be his body type and he's a speaker and I believe that he's a religious speaker I think that that just kind of gives you all the context that you need because I feel like there is a special kind of arrogance for religious speakers okay let's just be honest that I have noticed with my experience within the church okay and just like speakers in general, like Tony Robbins, like I can't even do it. Like you just think that you're God's gift and I just, I can't even do that. So he was talking to my friend and he came to my friend because he's going to be doing this speaking engagement in India and it's called the miracle in Mumbai. And I even tried to look it up and I couldn't find anything about it on the internet. So is he lying? I'm not too sure. I wouldn't trust anything that he says, but anyways, So he wanted my friend to teach him some like Indian dance moves. So when he's up there like um, giving his speak or speech or his presentation, he can like do some like traditional dancing. But he didn't say it just like that. He said it in an over the top way, like a very arrogant way. Right. And we do a Halloween show at the studio that I teach at. And like that's where he first saw my friend because obviously it was her show, like her studio. And so she was on the stage and he goes, when I saw you, I told my wife, she is a female version of me. (laughs) I was like, no, actually, that's not true. Like, actually, my friend is actually very humble and not conceited and not cocky. And I don't even, I'm not even describing, this is what he said. Like, this is, this is the thing that just sent me over the edge. He got inches away from my friend's face, inches away. And he goes, if you knew who I was, you would want to work with me. And then basically like storms off. And I was like, what? No, you, no, that is, what? I was just so blown away that he said that, but that I also wasn't because I could already see how arrogant he was. But it's like, if you want a peacock, like save that for the bedroom, like peacock behind closed doors, like for your wife, like And then you can stroke each other's ego and do whatever you want. But like the peacocking stays for the bedroom. Like that's not for the world to see. No, 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 no. We need to be humble. We need to be like servant. We we need to not think that we're the smartest person in the room. Or here's the thing. Think that you're the smartest person in the room, but you don't ever say it. You like sit there wanting to learn and absorb everything that you can. Like I don't ever want to be the smartest person in the room. Sometimes to be honest, I probably think that I am the smartest person in the room. (laughs) Haha, you know, my course in is pride. And yeah, but anyways, like you don't ever say it out loud. And he basically out loud said that he was the smartest person in the room. And I was like, get the heck out of here. And then as uh, he said that to my friend, as he was walking away, he goes, oh, and I don't follow up. The ball is in your court. So if you want to work for work with me, then I'll hear from you. And if I don't hear from you, I'm just going to assume that you don't want to work with me and I'm going to find someone else. It was like he was like begging us to just like beg for him to come to the studio and for us to, for my friend to teach him. And we did not give him the time of day. And you could tell that he was annoyed that we weren't groveling at his feet and kissing his behind because he just went even harder at it right he just like upped the level of arrogance up the level of cockiness and I just I said to my friend I was like do not work with him he is going to be a pain do not work with him but I think she's gonna end up working with him which is fine that's her prerogative I would not do it don't come around me and be cocky like it's not attractive it's a huge turnoff and I'm not gonna give you the time of day so what I want to rave about today is Bluebell's Christmas cookie ice cream. You guys, it's like the best ice cream that I've ever had. It's, I believe, like 
It's a sugar cookie ice cream and it has frosting, it has sprinkles and has a bunch of different cookie dough in it. It is so freaking good. Okay. But not only is it good, I also have a really funny story. So um, I had been looking for it for a while. I looked for it all last year in 2021. I looked and I searched high and low for this ice cream and I couldn't find it. And I was like, well, I'll just keep trying this year. Like I even went on the Bluebell website and like put in my zip code to for them to show me like where it was located and I went to those grocery stores and those Walgreens and they were not there so I had no luck but um anyway so I was looking for it this year and I couldn't find it and then my mom went out and she came home and she shows me that she bought this ice cream and she was like yeah and it was nine dollars so it's part of your Christmas gift and I was like what that's not fair I never said that I wanted it for Christmas yada 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 so anyways I went to <laughs> <laughs> I went to take the ice cream out of the freezer and I also like the the ice cream scooper is also in the freezer so it's like very frozen and then usually I like let everything thaw out for a good while so it's like much softer for me to scoop the ice cream out right <sighs> guys so I scooped the ice cream out and then I noticed that there was ice cream on like the ice cream scoop, obviously. So my initial reaction was to lick the ice cream scoop. So that's what I did. And because the ice cream scoop was metal and it was cold, it stuck to my tongue and then I ripped it away and then my tongue started bleeding. And I was just like, oh, Jenna, that was not very smart. That was not smart. Um, and I just had to share that story with you because I think that it's so funny. <laughs> this episode of a conversation with jenna but the conversation doesn't have to stop here if you have thoughts and opinions on my thoughts and opinions email me at conversation with jenna at gmail.com i can't promise that i will respond to every email but i would love to hear from you also please rate and review my podcast on whatever platform you listen on i would greatly greatly appreciate it don't let the things you want make you forget the things you have. Thank you so much for listening. And I can't wait to talk with you all next time. Bye.